Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Good morning. Welcome to the broadcast. And believe it or not, there are things to talk about other than Will Smith, which we will get to during the course of the broadcast today. I want to begin with some good news. This especially in light of what is going on with the ongoing war, the attack on Ukraine. In fact, it's something we could actually benefit from. Business Insider reporting the U.S. is going to emerge as the world's largest natural gas exporter this year. This is the prediction of an energy market historian. This is a big deal. His name is Dan Jurgen from S&P Global. And he says the longer this war goes on, the more Russia has been separated from the global economy. Russia's status as an energy superpower is dwindling. So what's the result of this? The U.S. will actually emerge as the world's top exporter of liquefied natural gas. This will happen as the West scrambles to slash Russian shipments and find other alternatives. And this is not surprising. As a result of Russia's invasion of Ukraine, the European Union is looking to cut its dependency on imports of the country's gas by two-thirds and end fossil fuel imports by 2027. Now, they can do whatever they want. (laughs) They really can. And go down this green energy rat hole. And I say rat hole because... This, again, is another forced plan by those who are on the other side of the pond. Their goal here, again, driven by government, not by an organic process at all. Bottom line is, in the interim, we're going to benefit. On Friday... The U.S. pledged to boost natural gas supplies from alternative sources to European nations by the end of 2022. That's this year. The aim is for the EU to wean itself off imports from Russia, which currently accounts for about 40% of its gas needs. And this is what benefits us. The U.S. will emerge as the world's largest liquefied natural gas exporter and it's clear that u.s 
liquefied natural gas is a geopolitical asset for the United States and for Europe. This is certainly a positive development. The President Joe Biden has acknowledged wiping out Russian gas will be costly for Europe. But it's the right thing to do from a moral standpoint. What he says, that's his perspective. Jurgen has written a book called The New Map, Energy, Climate, and the Clash of Nations, describing Biden's pledge as an administrative turnaround that would elevate the U.S. status in the energy market. The U.S. was providing more gas to Europe during about half of January than Russian pipeline gas. They're talking about an increase, more U.S. production coming on. Under this agreement, Europe will get at least 15 billion cubic meters of additional liquefied natural gas supplies by the end of the year. This is a very positive development for the United States. The prices for key commodities and for the gas, food, and cars where they underpin, have risen the wake of Russia's invasion, and after the U.S. and its allies imposed sweeping sanctions on the country. Data from the U.S. Energy Information Administration shows gas prices reached record highs in March, hitting 4.34 per gallon. You already know this. No one wants to see these prices go up. When we talk about the overall cost of energy, it's great that we are seeing an opportunity for the United States to export a source of energy as opposed to import. But this is a good thing geopolitically for the United States that I thought you might want to know probably will not gain much media attention but it deserves your attention. Last week, I told you about some profiles in cowardice, as opposed to courage, on this subject of transgender athletes. I feel like I always need to say this, and so I will, because I want to make it very clear that I very much have a heart for really everyone. I'm not interested in excluding anybody from our culture, from our society. Well, maybe except for criminals. That's another story altogether. But I want it understood that even though I disagree with the idea of biological males participating in female sports, I'm still concerned for them as individuals and as people. And I do not see these bills that are being passed as attacks on them. It's not what's happening here, though the media is portraying this as anti-transgender. You know how lazy these folks are. After having established that, I have praise for the legislature of Utah. Members of the House and the Senate have voted to override Governor Spencer Cox's veto of a controversial bill that bans transgender student-athletes from participating in women's sports, in girls' sports. 
This has been framed as protection of women's sports. Critics have called it an attack on transgender children. Uh, this is just pure nonsense is what it is. An attack on transgender children. How about an attack on women? It's not considered the other way around, is it? At a special meeting on Friday, the Utah House passed the Student Eligibility and Interscholastic Activities Bill 56 to 18. This is not even close. The Senate voted 21 to 8. This is after Cox, the governor, vetoed the bill on Tuesday, saying only four transgender children in the state currently play sports, and only one of them is a girl. The governor noted the speed of which the bill was passed, the lack of input from the public, and the high rate of suicide among transgender youth. Let's address those issues separately. And I told you, we're going to have much more on this transgender subject altogether that you need to know. There's a whole lot of propaganda going on. And dare I say it, there's a whole lot of grooming going on. But again, I praise Utah Republicans for standing up to the plate. And now I hope they get rid of that worthless Governor Spencer Cox when the voters have the opportunity next time. If you can't have clarity on a subject like this, you probably don't have any business being governor as a Republican. Just my opinion. Stay with us. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you'd like to join the conversation, you are absolutely welcome. Ingalls Markets Talk Line, 800-928-1110, 800-928-1110. The Common Sense Retirement Planning text line is 71307. And over on that text line, since I'm looking at my stock portfolio and stocks in the natural gas sector, they're all down. I think that Wall Street has its doubts about the U.S. supplying Europe with natural gas. Biden sometimes makes lofty promises that cannot be kept. I'll bet Biden has not even discussed this with any of our private energy companies. We will see. 
Hmm. Very interesting. One perspective in response to the possibility of the United States benefiting from the current Ukrainian crisis with our energy supply. Speaking of President Biden, I want to talk about something that took place over the weekend. This was on Saturday, I believe, when President Joe Biden went to Poland. Now, one of the concerns that's been expressed, well, there's so many. Can we make a list here of concerns that have been expressed about this president? Uh, one of them projecting weakness. The other going off script. And we have instances where the White House has had to kind of walk back some of the comments that Joe Biden has made. And we have a new one, and it relates to Vladimir Putin. Now, (laughs) I first want to play for you what the president had to say over the weekend. This is an address in Poland, and toward the end of the message, he's kind of summing things up, praising the folks of Ukraine in how they have heroically fought back against Russia. Here are his comments. Notwithstanding the brutality of Vladimir Putin, let there be no doubt that this war has already been a strategic failure for Russia already. Having lost children myself, I know that's no solace to the people who lost family. But he, Putin, thought Ukrainians would roll over and not fight. Not much of a student of history. Ukraine will never be a victory for Russia, for free people refused to live in a world of hopelessness and darkness. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. God bless you all, and may God defend our freedom, and may God protect our troops. This man cannot stay in power? Really? This is quite a lofty declaration from our very feeble president. In fact, The Hill has this story. The Kremlin calls Biden's Putin statement alarming. This is a fresh statement today, saying the President Biden's comments over the weekend seemingly suggest the Russian President Vladimir Putin should be removed was alarming. The Kremlin spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, telling reporters this is a statement that is certainly alarming. And Moscow will continue to track statements from the U.S. president. Hmm. By the way, and this is not surprising, because this is thought to be off script. The White House tried to walk back the comments, claiming Biden was referring to Putin exercising power outside of Russia. And Secretary of State Antony Blinken affirmed the U.S. has no policy for regime change in Moscow. Folks, and, and, and I, I'm, I'm just being straightforward here. This is not political. I said this long before this man even 
was inaugurated. I expressed the concern. This is a very dangerous situation. A very dangerous situation. What other things is he going to say? The White House is going to have to walk back. What if there are things that are communicated that cannot be so easily walked back? <laughs> this texter is saying, Vince, this man cannot stay in power. I say the same thing about Biden every day. <laughs> oh, my goodness. This is not good in any way. The Hill has this story. White House attempts to walk back Biden, stating Putin can't stay in power. <laughs> Following the remarks, again, a White House official saying the comment, referring to Putin exercising power outside of Russia. The official said in an email, the president's point was that Putin cannot be allowed to exercise power over his neighbors or the region. He was not discussing Putin's power in Russia or regime change. Oh, okay. We appreciate that clarification. Much of Biden's speech involved placing blame for the Russian invasion into Ukraine directly on Putin and delivering a plea to the Russian people that they not be welcoming or supportive of the war. The comments... A noble, notable moment, however, it appeared to mark a shift in Biden's thinking about Putin's position in Russia. It's unclear if the White House meant that Biden muddled his words or went off script with his comments. The White House did not immediately respond to the Hill's request for comment to clarify the statement. I mean, I want you to think about this moment. What do you say if you are White House officials trying to clarify this? Was this a senior moment? Or is this Biden's real position? Are, they, are these his real thoughts? What did he mean? See, this is, this is frustrating. When somebody else has to clarify your comments, you probably should not make them in the first place. Isn't that the best way to deal with this? Biden at one point in his remarks declared... It is Putin, it is Vladimir Putin, who is to blame, period. He called the war an example, one of the oldest human impulses, using brute force and disinformation to satisfy a craving for absolute power and control. Huh. Also calling Putin a butcher when asked earlier what he thought of Putin for having caused the humanitarian fallout. Strong words from a very weak president. Stay with us. Over on the text line, this texture saying Biden's going to get the U.S. into a war with Russia when we didn't even need to be involved in the first place. Another person saying Vince Biden sounds drunk. And this, words are like bullets. Once you let go, you can't recall them. It's a real problem, isn't it? He's saying things that a lot of people are talking about. What about telling the troops? 
what they would see in Ukraine. Yeah, that was a weird one, too. <laughs> what is he talking about? And I mentioned we'll get to Will Smith, ultimately. But this texture saying, next fight up, Will Smith versus Jake Paul. <laughs> Boy, it'll be fun to see that one. Let us go out to a call. This one on the natural gas subject from Rick. Good morning. Uh, welcome to the broadcast, Rick. Hey, Vince. Thanks for taking my call. Hey, uh, you know for certain once we begin to export uh, liquefied natural gas and the people of Germany pay twice as much what uh, uh, we're paying currently for the price of gas, the price of gas here will go up. And Joe Biden will be blamed for the increasing energy costs, and uh, and the energy companies will make out like uh, bandits. But second second thing that that I that I think is uh, very uh, interesting, and I think you're uh, guilty of this a little bit too. This this constant talk about how Joe Biden is weak, and then he gets very very tough, and he says that uh, you know. Putin cannot stand. He will. He he will. Will not. Should not be the uh, leader. Very very tough talk. And now people are all alarmed and scared about World War Three because Joe Biden suddenly gotten tough. I find that. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. How has he gotten tough when his own White House has has backtracked and basically said this should not be. Uh, construed, construed at all to mean anything well, about him staying in power. I, I don't care what the uh, White House says. I care more about what Biden says. The uh, White House doesn't lead the country Biden does, so I completely discount that. And that's something that, uh, you know, I, I have to give credit to Trump's uh, White House. They uh, never made statements that contradicted when Trump made crazy crazy statements. But I don't think this is. I, I think a lot of people in the uh, country uh, believe that we all hope that Putin will be taken out. And it's not going to happen externally. It'll happen internally. Yep. And I give, I give credit to uh, Biden for the frank talk on how a lot of us think. And okay. probably you too. Well, fair enough, Rick. Uh, very much appreciate your call. An interesting perspective there, saying that, you know, this maybe should not be viewed as a gaffe. It's something that uh, many of us are thinking, and maybe somebody inside, group of people inside Russia, will make this a reality. Who knows? It could actually happen. Stranger things have happened, right? By the way, for its part... Ukraine, now apparently ready to discuss adopting neutral status in a possible peace deal with Russia. This is kind of interesting. Now, if they do work out a deal like this, it would have to be guaranteed by third parties and put to a referendum, according to the Ukrainian president, Zelensky. What do you think about this? A position of neutrality. In other words, the idea of joining NATO is completely out the window. Are you okay with this? For that matter, does it matter? <laughs> does it matter what you or I think? Ultimately, 
is this a good idea to work out some sort of deal in which Ukraine would be neutral? Kind of intriguing, isn't it? On the subject of President Biden, you know, it's amazing to me how we just have a steady stream of stories. Seems like week after week, there are additional stories about how poorly President Joe Biden is faring in the approval ratings. Now we have a new one, The Hill reporting on this, a new low in an NBC News poll. Biden's overall approval rating declined to 40% in this survey. 40%, 55% of respondents did not approve of how he's doing as president. In the January, a January poll, Biden's job approval stood at 43%, 54% did not approve of his performance. Seven out of 10 Americans questioned in the new poll expressed low confidence in Biden's ability to handle the ongoing conflict between Russia, Ukraine, and other Western nations. See, there were some who were speculating this could be an opportunity for Joe Biden to improve his numbers. But 7 out of 10 are thinking, eh, we're not so sure. 8 in 10 worry the tensions will result in higher gas prices for Americans and lead to nuclear war. The same survey found Republicans held a two-point advantage when asked which party should control Congress following this fall's November midterm elections. This is kind of sad to me. There's only a 2% margin in this poll? This on the heels of Biden's emergency trip to Europe to meet with world leaders about the escalating conflict in Ukraine. Now, we made reference to some of the comments from Joe Biden. And this, I believe, is a lot of what he's trying to do. He's trying to assert his position, his status as president. He wants Americans to see him as presidential. Saying remarks over the weekend, this war is not worthy of you, the Russian people. Putin can and must end this war. The American people will stand with you and the brave citizens of Ukraine who want peace. All this rhetoric seems to be for naught. Because the American people are not buying this. This poll, 18... March 18th through the 22nd, among 1,000 adults, the margin of error, three percentage points, 40%. And you have to ask the question, what is it that's going to get this president's poll numbers up? What can he do? I've said before, I'll repeat it again, not like anybody administration's listening and whatever follow through, but the reality is he can reverse some of his ridiculous positions like on the Keystone XL pipeline that would probably drive the numbers up maybe even overnight (laughs) stay with us
Over on the text line, this person saying there's an article headline in the Wall Street Journal, the president should avoid public speaking, at least when the topic is important. <laughs> Alan out of Spartanburg sharing that item. Vince, there's no way Biden has a 40% approval. 20 is more realistic. <laughs> oh, my goodness. What else do we have here? 40%? That's impossible. He got 80 million votes. More than even the right, righteous Barack Obama. Praise be to his name. You have to have misread that. Maybe it's 40% disapproval. And he's... <laughs> yeah, that's what's happened here. I believe if Biden continues to do the things he campaigned on and promised, he'll be fine. Really trying to figure out the Republicans' platform. The only thing I can find is you guys are against anything a Democrat supports, no matter what it is. And for anything Trump says, it's getting old, in my view. Uh, yeah, it is getting old. The fecklessness of this president is getting old. The disintegrating economy. Inflation is getting old. Gas prices soaring. That's getting old. Shall I continue? That's what's really frustrating. When we think of things substantively, which is what I like to deal with. I don't live in political world. And only a person who doesn't listen to this program with regularity, shame on you if you do not, would think, well, I'll just leave that alone. What you have here is an independent, independent voice, an independent voice of reason, and it's not one that follows party lines or personalities. So just be aware of that. For those of you who may be new to the broadcast. Other things I want to get to during the course of this broadcast before the hour ends here. <laughs> Boy, this will really generate some conversation. We will get to Will Smith in the next hour, by the way. I promise. And we'll have some pretty interesting personal items, including technology. You ever had the fear that you lost something forever? Something very valuable, you're convinced, is gone forever. This was two and a half years ago for me. And it has been found. What is this that I'm talking about? It's coming up in the next hour. All right, you, you ready to uh, get creeped out about something? This creeped me out when I saw this story. The Blaze reporting on this. Now, as you know, there are a lot of people who are not comfortable with the so-called vaccines for a variety of reasons. In some cases, there are health reasons why people have not taken these shots. Other people, they've got their own reasons. Their own convictions that have driven their decisions. And in some cases, they've paid the price by losing jobs and opportunities getting excluded from certain activities. We'll get a load of this. Scientists are developing controversial, contagious vaccines that could jump from vaccinated to unvaccinated people. 
experts warning of the potential dangers of this. Well, imagine that. Contagious vaccines to spread from the vaccinated to the unvaccinated. A vaccine that fights disease but is also contagious is in development around the world. Scientists believe that creating a contagious vaccine could help prevent pandemics started by animals. However, some experts note that introducing a self-spreading vaccine is not only controversial, it's potentially dangerous. They're developing genetically engineered viruses that can spread from one animal to another, which will provide immunity to the disease. National Geographic reports scientists are working on contagious vaccines for the extremely deadly Ebola virus and Lassa fever, as well as bovine tuberculosis. All three are zoonotic diseases, which are infectious diseases naturally transmissible from animals to humans. So scientists believe they can expand the development of self-disseminating vaccines to other... (laughs) I'm serious. This is what they're attempting to do. They can do this with rabies, West Nile, Lyme disease, and the plague. Zoonotic pathogens may be bacterial, viral, or parasitic, or may involve unconventional agents and can spread to humans through direct contact or through food, water, or the environment. This is a major public health problem around the world. Because we do have a close relationship with animals and agriculture. So, what do you think about this idea of developing a vaccine? That can spread the same way as the disease. (laughs) Popular science warning about viruses mutating. If we did intentionally design transmissible vaccines, they might be more likely than regular vaccines to revert. Boy, that would be scary. That's because they reach more people and have a chance to replicate and make new generations. That means more chances for mutations and for evolution. Then your transmissible vaccine turns back into the disease effectively. Wow, this is... But it's the kind of discussion going on behind closed doors, folks. I thought you ought to know... Coming up after the break, we will talk about Will Smith, Chris Rock, and a couple of personal stories as we continue. Stay with us. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.